Shalom to all. Today's office base is Daf Chav Beis. We are starting 16 lines from the top at the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lilui Nishmas. Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Biakiv, Maisha, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lilui Nishmas. Mars, Freyda, Chayu, Bela, Basar, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now we learned in the Mishnah that Rabbi Gamaliel was Machmir in three things like Beis Shammai. The second of those three things is Vein Zaykven, Samanera. You're not allowed to stand up the lamp, the candelabra. You're not allowed to do so on Yantif. The Gemara asked Mike Ovid, what exactly is he doing wrong? What's the problem? He explains, We're talking about a Menaira, a candelabra, which is actually made up of different pieces. The Mechsi Kibayna, it actually looks like you're building it. When you're reassembling it, when you're standing it up, it looks like you're building. The Bishamai Saver Bishamai holds Yesh Binyam Kalim. There's a problem of building of Binyan when we're dealing with Kalim, when we're dealing with different vessels. The Bishol Saver, they hold Ain Binyam Kalim, Vain Sir Bikalim, and that's the Machlaikas. And now a similar case. Ula Ikalbeir of Yehuda, Ula visited the house of Rabbi Yehuda, Kam Shamai, the attendant of Ula got up, Zakav Lalashraga, and he stood up. He straightened up the lamp. Now, this lamp was leaning to the side because there was very little oil left, and leaning it brought the oil near the wick, enabling it to stay lit. The attendant straightening it moved the oil away and extinguished it. So, Ezra Behudel Ula, he asked Ula, We have a brass that says, If a person adds oil to a lamp, he's going to be chayv for lighting a fire. If I'm stopping a man who, if someone takes some oil away, he's chayv for extinguishing it. So, why did you allow your attendant to do that? He extinguished the lamp. Amalai, he responded, I didn't know he was doing that, and I would have stopped him if I knew about it. But Amarav, he says, Khan Bashari, you are allowed to trim the wick. You know, if you have your Avdala candle, a lot of times the wick is very long and there's a lot of black at the top of the wick. That prevents the fire from burning properly. You are allowed to trim that. That's not a problem. And Bahamine Abba he asked Acher, is a person able to extinguish a lamp on Yantif because he wants to have Tashmish and he's not allowed to do so if there's the lamp? Amrullah, he responded, Asher Bayas Acher, why doesn't he just go to a different room? He says, What about if he doesn't have another room? Is he allowed to extinguish it? So he says, Asher Lasulemichitza, he can make a partition. All you need is a partition which is 10 Fachim tall, so you could do that. He says, Let's say he's not able to make that partition. What's the halacha? So he says, after all of his akli, he's able to take a kli, he's able to take a large vessel, turn it over on top of this lamp without extinguishing it, but he's covering over the light. So he says, Ain like Mai. What about if he doesn't have a vessel? Amrullah, he told him, Oh, sir, you're not allowed to extinguish it. Asa, he asked him from a brisa, Ain macham nasabakaskade lachos aleo. You're not allowed to extinguish a burning piece of wood on yontif because you don't want the piece to burn. But if you just want to prevent the house from becoming full of smoke, or you don't want to ruin your dish because it's going to become full of smoke, mutter, you're allowed to do so. So we see that you are allowed to extinguish a fire if it's for a yontif purpose. So Amrlai, he responded, he Rabbi Yehuda, he, that's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Ki kamina anal, Rabbanan, I was answering you according to Rabbanan. And a similar question, is a person allowed to extinguish a fire, a burning fire on yontif, is he allowed to extinguish it? So hechad ekaz hakanas tafashas, if there's danger to someone's life, like him bayali, of course there's no question. Da feel b'shabes shari, even on Shabbos you're allowed to extinguish that fire. Ki kam bayali, what's my whole question? Mishum ibn mamain, the person is going to lose money, his house is going to burn down, a building of his is going to burn down. Is that a problem? My, what's the halacha? He responded, Asr, you're not allowed to extinguish that. So Esfa, he asked him this question from his bride. You're not extinguish a piece of wood just because you don't want it to burn. If you just don't want your house to become full of smoke or you don't want to ruin your dish, mutter, so it's permitted. So you should be allowed to extinguish your fire for this yantif purpose as well. You don't want the building to burn down. So he answers, that's Rabbi Yehuda. I'm saying, according to Rabbi it would be Asr to extinguish this fire. And Vashi asked a member a similar question. Is a person allowed to put on eye salve on Yandif? This is some sort of eye medication. So, if there's a danger to the person, he has a discharge coming out of his eye, or there's some sort of poking pain, or he has blood clots, he has very watery, teary eyes, where he has this burning sensation, and this is the beginning of the symptom, meaning the beginning of the illness. I don't have a problem. Even on Shabbos, that's permitted. What's my whole question? It's the end of this illness of his. And the whole question is about improving his eye. If he puts on this eye medication, it's
it's going to greatly improve his eye. My, what's the halacha? Amalei, he responded, Usr, it's Usr. Esvei, he asked him a question from Ein Mechab Habakaz, that you're not allowed to extinguish it unless you have a yontif benefit from it, meaning you don't want your house to get smoky or your dish to get ruined. So perhaps you should be allowed to do the same thing because over here there's a benefit to the person. And he answered him like we answered previously, that that's according to Rabbi Huda and not according to the Rabbanon. And now more about this eye salve. allowed a Gentile to put this eye salve on a yid on Shabbos. Some say, Amemer himself allowed a Gentile to put this eye salve on his own eye on Shabbos. Ravashi asked Amemer, why would you allow that? He says, that any needs of a sick person are allowed to be done by a Gentile on Shabbos. And he says, anything where there's no danger involved, you could tell a Gentile to do it and he's going to be able to do it. Is that why you allowed him to put the salve on your eye? That's only if you're not helping the Gentile do what he's doing. You were helping him do it. You were closing your eye and opening it, and that's considered helping him do it. You're not allowed to do so. So Amrlea may respond to Ravashi, actually holds like you. But Vishani I answered him, if you're being Messiah, you're just opening and closing your eye, you're being Messiah in some sort of way like that. That has no significance. Ain't by Mamish, and therefore there's no problem. It's considered like the Gentiles doing it completely. You're not really doing anything over there. And more about this eye salve. Actually allowed a person to put this eye salve on his eye on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Rava said, if we have a corpse, a Yiddish corpse on the first day of Yantif, he's asked by Amin, so Gentiles have to deal with it. We're not allowed to push away the Isuri Dairaisa involved in burying a corpse on the first day of Yantif. But Yantif Shani, if it's the second day of Yantif, Yisasku by Yisrael, so then Yisraelim are allowed to deal with it. That's because of Kavada Mace, we're gonna allow a person to deal with it on the second day of Yantif. Even on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. However, Chav Bezan Bezan on the top, Masha Inkim Beitzo, that does not apply to an egg which was laid the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It is not permitted the second day of Rosh Hashanah. We only permit this because of Kavana Mace. But an egg which is Mukta, it's laid the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It's not permitted the second day of Rosh Hashanah. That's because we're assuming right now it's considered Yoimai Richta, it's one long day. And therefore the Isra is spread across both days. So why is it that you were Makal the second day of Rosh Hashanah that people were allowed to put this eye salve on? So Amrlea Mamer responded, severely. I hold like an Ardoi, the army, they say Afabetza, that even an egg is mutter the second day of Rosh Hashanah if it was laid on the first. Umay Daitech, why is it that you would Aser it? Because perhaps the Chamim are going to extend Elul and really the main day of Rosh Hashanah is the second day of Rosh Hashanah and not the first. But that's not a concern because we already learned in the first para, Amr of Bar Kahana, he already told us, Mimois Ezra from days of Ezra and onwards, Loimotzinu El Ma'ober, we never found that El was extended and therefore the first day of Rosh Hashanah is the main one and the second day we already could be Makal. And the third thing Rabbi Gamliel was Machmaran was Vein Oif and Pitan Gritzen, you're not allowed to bake these thick loaves on Yantif. That's because it's Tirchi Yaseira, El Rikikin. You're only allowed to bake thin wafer like loaves on Yantif. Now, Tanar Abana, we have a Brisa. Beshami, Iron Beshami says, Ain't Oifin Pas Ofe Bepesach. You're not allowed to bake thick bread on Pesach. This is talking about thick matzah, but you're not allowed to bake thick matzah. Why is that? Because it's very difficult to ensure that it's not going to become chametz. Well, Beshil Matir and Beshil says, It's not a problem. You're allowed to make thick matzah on Pesach. The Kama Pas Ofe, how thick is thick matzah? Amrav Huna, Tefach. It's allowed to be a Tefach thick. Shekin Matzinu Belechem Aponim, Tefach. We find the Lechem Aponim Besa Mekdash, that was a Tefach, and it had to be matzah. It wasn't allowed to be chametz. So we see that you could actually bake matzo, which is a tefach thick. Maskevlar Vyesevi asks, Im Amr Bezrizin, if they said that it's permitted to bake matzo, which is a tefach thick, that's because it's with his reason. Beis Garmu, they were in charge of baking lechem upon him, and they were very diligent, very conscientious, and they were going to make sure it's not going to become chametz. But Yerim B'Shainu's reason, are they going to say the same thing with people that are not Zrizin? Every random Joe Shmo who's making bread in his house on Pesach, who's going to say that he's going to ensure that it's not going to become chametz? And Im Amr Pasamela, if they said that it's permitted, that's with Pasamela, it's very well worked bread. Rashi says that the dough in the base of Mikdash had to be 
rubbed 300 times and pounded 500 times, so it's definitely not going to become chametz. But yarm pasta and amela, are they going to say the same thing with bread or dough, which is not very well worked? It's just being made in your house. You're not necessarily going to make sure it's not going to become chametz. And im arba beitz mivashim, if they're going to say that with very dry wood, the wood that was used in the base of mikdash was very dry and therefore it burns a very hot fire. Yarm beitz lachim, are they going to say the same thing with moist wood? You're using wood in your house; it's very possible it's moist and it doesn't burn so hot, so it's possible it's going to become chametz. And im cham, if they said that with a very hot oven, this oven in the base of mikdash, it was fired up every single day, so therefore it was very hot and it was going to make sure that this bread wasn't going to become chametz. Yarm betanutzaynin, did they say the same thing with a cold oven? This oven, you just lit it today in your house, and it's not necessarily hot enough to ensure that your bread is not going to become chametz. And im amru betanur shel if they said this with a metal oven, which is very hot, yarm betanur shel cheres, did they say this with an earthenware oven? The oven in your house is made out of earthenware. Who says it's going to be hot enough to bake this bread and make sure it's not going to become chametz? So Amar Yerim by Abba, he says Shilos is Rebbe Biyichud. I asked Rebbe privately, Umanu, who's Rebbe Rav? That means I asked Rav privately. My pas ave, what's pas ave? It doesn't actually mean thick bread. Pas meruba, it means you're baking a lot of bread. You're not allowed to bake a lot of bread on Pesach. That's what Beishamay was saying. Ikat Amri, some say Amar Yerim by Abba, Amar Rav. There's Rav Yerim by Abba said Beishem Rav that Shilos is Rebbe Biyichud. Rav said that I asked Rebbe privately, Umanu, and who's that Rebbe? Rabbeinu Hakadosh is actually Rebbe. Rabbeinu Hakadosh, Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi. My pas ave, what is this thick bread? Pas meruba, we're talking about a lot of bread. But my karule pas ave, so why is it being called thick bread? That's mishum dinafisha belisha. That's because when you're kneading it, it's very big because you're making a lot of bread. So therefore, when you're kneading it, it's very big. But we're actually talking about a lot of bread. Inami, or alternatively, we could say baasui the high tano in the locale of this tano pas meruba pas ave karule. A lot of bread was called thick bread. Now that we have this new answer of what pas ave means, it actually just means a lot of bread. Let's analyze. Mechti letzi. Beishamai says you're not allowed to make a lot of bread on Pesach. Mishem de Katar Tirchadu That's because you're being Tirach, an unnecessary Tircha. You're making so much more bread and you don't actually need so much bread. So if so, my area of Pesach, why is it the Beishamai says you're not allowed to make all this on Pesach? I feel Bashar Yom Taiv Nami. Even on other Yom Taiv, it should be Usr. That's because it's Tirchi Yasera. The Gemara says you're right. Anachanami, Vatana beyond the Pesach Kai. It happens to be that that Tana was talking about Pesach and he said you're not allowed to make too much matz on Pesach because it's Tirchi Yasera. And Tainami Hacha, we have a Brysa that just talks about Yantif as a whole, Beishami Aimrim ain't Eifin Pasmaruba Beyantif, you're not allowed to make more bread than necessary on Yantif, Ubeshil Matirin, and Beshil allows it. And the Mishnah continues, Afu Aimr Shlesh Dvarm Lahakel, he also said three things and he was makel with them. Who's the he? Ramagamlil, the previous Mishnah. He was Machmir on three things in the previous Mishnah, now he's makel on three things in this Mishnah. Mechavnin Beis Hamitois, you're allowed to sweep the bedroom. Now over here, it's not actually a bedroom. Over here, we're talking about the dining room. Why is it being called a bedroom? Because they actually used to recline on beds when they were eating. So over here, you're allowed to sweep the dining room. That's allowed to be done on Yontif. And you're also allowed to place incense. You're allowed to place this fragrance on the coals on Yontif. And you're allowed to make this gedimakolis, this roasted goat, on the night of Pesach. It's being roasted the exact same way that the carbon Pesach was being roasted, and he allows all three things. Why is that? Sweeping is Asr because of Ashvui Gumai's smoothing out holes in the dirt, and that's an issue of Baina. Burning incense is Asr because it's not a Davar Shemvel Chal Nefesh. Not everyone does this. And bring a goat like this would lead people to think that it's actually the carbon Pesach and that carbonus are allowed to still be brought even though there's no Beis HaMikdash. And now the Gemara analyzes the second case. Amravasi, Machlekes Lagamer. The whole Machlekes is only if you want to burn this incense in order to infuse your clothing with this wonderful scent, with this wonderful fragrance. Avalariach, but if you just want to smell the incense, you want to have a good scent in the room, Divrakal Mutter, everyone agrees it's Mutter. Basically, we're going to ask a question on this from this Brysa. It's actually going to come from the second part of the Brysa. The first part of the Brysa says, In Machabdin Beis HaMikdash Biantif, you're not to sweep the dining room on Yantif, but the Hazrem Gamliel, they would sweep the dining room on Yantif. Now, Amr Belazabrab Tzadik, he says, There was many times that I went after my father.
father, he went to the house of Gamliel, they wouldn't actually sweep the dining room on Yontef, they would sweep it Erev Yontef, and then they would spread sheets on top of it to protect it from getting ruined. The next day, on Yontef, when all the guests would come in, they would actually remove this sheets, and now it turns out that the house looks like it was swept on its own, it was really swept from before Yontef. Now, Amrulai, they told him, Im Kane, if that's actually so, after Shabbos, you'd be allowed to do that on Shabbos. And from the fact that we have this machlek as whether or not you're allowed to sweep the dining room on Yontif, it must be that they actually did sweep the dining room on Yontif. Yes, you did witness a scenario where they didn't sweep it on Yontif, they swept it beforehand, but they actually did sweep it on Yontif as well. And the second part of the Brasa, and here's the question, you're not allowed to put incense on the coals on Yontif. But in the house of Gamliel, they would put the incense on the coals on Yontif. And Amr there was many times I went after my father into the house of Gamliel, and they wouldn't actually put incense on the coals on Yontif. They would actually bring these perforated metal vessels before Yontif. And they would fill them with smoke before Yontif. And they would plug the holes up on Erev Yontif. And the next day, on Yontif, when the guests would come inside, they would open up these holes. And now it turns out that there's this wonderful fragrance in the house. Once again, they responded to him, if that's so, if that's what the base Rabbi Gamliel used to do, you'd be allowed to do that on Shabbos and no one would argue with him. It must be that the Chum argue with Rabbi Gamliel that Rabbi Gamliel holds that you're actually allowed to burn fragrance, you're allowed to burn this incense on Yontif itself. Now, either way, we see from this Brisa that the Machlekes Rabbi Gamliel Chum is if you're allowed to burn this fragrance in the first place. Clearly not like the beginning of the Gemara that stated that everyone agrees that that would be permitted and that their only Machlekes is with infusing clothing with this fragrance. So the Gemara says, you're right, if we have a statement that differentiated between different types of fragrance burning, it must be that this is the statement. Amrav Asi, Machlekes L'Riach, Machlekes is whether you're allowed to even burn this fragrance in the first place, like the Brisa says. Avolagamer Usser, but if you want to burn it in order to infuse clothing with this scent, that would be Usser. Anybody who asks a question, Maula Ashain, are you allowed to smoke fruits on Yontif? What is this? You place fruit over hot coals, and when spices are placed on the coals, the aromatic smoke gets infused into the fruit, and that's quite a delicacy. Are you allowed to do that on Yontif? Rabbi Yerba Abba Amar, he says, Rav Usser, Rav does not allow this. Since it's not a Dover Shavel Chal Nefesh, this is gourmet cooking at its best, and only a certain type of person is going to eat this type of smoked fruit. Therefore, the Av Malach involved in burning these spices isn't permitted, whereas Shmuel Amr Mutter, Shmuel says it's Mutter. Although this type of delicacy isn't often consumed by a regular person, if it was available to the average person, they would most definitely eat it, and therefore it's just regular food prep and Mutter to do. Now, if Huna Amr Asr, if Huna says the reason why Rav Asr is Manesha Machabah, that's because you're extinguishing the coals. When the spices are placed onto the coals, it extinguishes them a little bit, and therefore it's Asr. Amr Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman asked him, Why do you say because you're actually lighting a fire, you're burning something, when you place the spices on, so they get kindled, they become hot, and they start smoking, and that's Asr. So Amalehi responded, In the beginning, first you're extinguishing the coals, and then you're kindling these spices, and I just mentioned the thing that you're being over first, but you're right, you're actually over both of those. And Amr Abihudi, he further qualifies the statement of Rav, If you're placing it on hot coals, then it's Asr. But if you're placing it on hot earthenware, that's permitted, that's because even though you might be lighting something, it's a Shinoi, and that's permitted. Now for Rav Amr, he says, even on top of hot earthenware, it's Asr. That's because you're creating a new scent. What does that mean? This scent is now being infused into the earthenware, and this is Asr Midrabana because it's very similar to actually creating something new, which is like performing a malacha. And a similar halacha, Rab of Rav Yosef, Dami both of them say, It is Asr to overturn a cup of fragrance, a cup of perfume, on top of clothing on Yontef. My time away is that Mishum That's because you're infusing scent into the garment, and that's Asr. We just said, Malid Recha is Asr. Now, my 
Why is that different than rubbing this piece of fragrance and you're going to smell it? It actually is going to allow the fragrance to come out more. Or you have the stick of fragrance and you're going to cut it and now you're going to be able to smell the scent much stronger. Why is that permitted? And over here, it's us to take this cup and place it on top of the garments. We answer, over there, we actually do have a scent. We have this stick of fragrance. We have this piece of basamim. It does smell good. But You're just simply adding to this fragrance. You're adding to this good smell when you break it or when you roll it and rub it in between your fingers. But over here, with this cup on top of the clothing, you're creating a brand new scent inside this clothing. And is a problem because it's like you're creating something brand new. And that's very similar to performing a malacha. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow talking about this. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.